Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Hi everyone, today's guest is Carly Rowena and I'm sure you know Carly already but if you don't, you are going to love today's episode. Carly is just so positive and just a genuine, kind human being. So we discuss her journey to health and fitness, her relationship with her body and how that has grown over time to be more positive and loving and kind and accepting. And also we talk about performance over aesthetics in fitness because that is such an important message and I know a lot of you need to hear that because I need to hear it a lot of the time as well. Focusing on how your body moves and the amazing things that your body can do versus how it looks or how many calories you're burning at the gym. So a really positive, short and sweet one today and I hope you enjoy listening. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm with the amazing Carly Rowena today. So excited to be here. Thanks so much for coming on to chat to me. And I think it's always a great place to start at the beginning. So Carly is a fitness and lifestyle blogger, vlogger, extraordinaire. Do you want to be my PR? You sound like you should definitely be my PR. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're just, you're pretty awesome. And you talk about a lot of good stuff that women need to hear. So do you want to introduce a bit more about you and your content and how you got into doing what you do. Yeah, so I'm Carly and I'm a little bit late to the game, I feel, because everyone seems quite young around me. I'm 30 now, which is terrifying to say. But um, I was 26 and working for BMW and Mini as their marketing manager, which was a really good role, but I was miserable. And I just didn't want that to be my whole life. I wanted I wanted more. I wanted to love my job. I knew there was something I was meant to do, but I was never particularly talented at anything. Like I could do most things, but there was nothing that stood out about me. So, you know, when that happens, it's really hard to be like, I need to train for this or I need to study. You kind of don't know what direction to go in. Um, and I literally used to type into Google, what is Carly's dream job? And I think it just said Richard Branson. That was about it. And um, it said, what else did it say? Something with copper feel, which I actually now work with. Um, but there was nothing. I didn't know where to go. So I went, ended up going on YouTube. And I used to use YouTube to change light bulbs and all the kind of DIY projects. And I used it as like a talent search, kind of like an X Factor. And I made videos on like travel, beauty, fitness, food. Um, and the fitness ones people really liked and I was not a personal trainer I was just a girl that wanted to eat cake and so I thought that if I put out some cool videos people might like them and they love the fitness ones and I think it was three months in and people started contacting me saying would I train them Um, which was very odd because I was like no I don't do this as a job and then I remember Women's Health uh, the magazine messaged me and asked if I wanted a column which of course I did but I had no qualifications so I realized I needed to do the course. So I did the course while working full time and then told my mom I wanted to quit my job when everyone was being made redundant and it was a really scary time in the world and um, she told me to do it. And I promised myself that within one month I would be fully booked and I was. And then the two have just grown together ever since that moment. And your sort of fitness and health 
philosophy is very positive and very empowering. Do you train? Do you just train female clients? Or? So it generally, I would love to train guys, um, and I have trained a few. Um, but there is always a little bit of awkwardness with guys because I'm going to be totally honest. I'm sorry if there are any guys listening. There's they probably eat, not. <laughs> might be like yeah. five. <laughs> they kind of come to you because they they fancy you if they are straight. Um, or they just can't, I've, in my experience, they've struggled to be honest with me, you know, and be like, this is too heavy. I can see it's too heavy. You don't have to pretend it's not too heavy. Let's bring it down. But it's that macho thing. So I have found that um, girls are easier to train and just easier to get along with um, in, in the kind of field that I'm in. Um, but I'm open to training anyone. I love doing classes and I, I love being one to one, but I also do it online as well. So it's a little bit like this. <laughs> yeah. One of your big philosophies around fitness is body confidence and loving your body and accepting your body and using fitness as something that's positive and is self-care and that's something that I always go on about like self-care looking after yourself was that a real journey for you right now and it's weird to say it I've loved myself for probably two years which is really cool thing to be able to say um, because for 28 of them, I was, well, probably not when I was a baby, but I was probably pretty mean from about 11, 12 onwards. I think we all go through phases depending on where you've come from or your background. And I think I was always the tall girl. And when you're taller, you feel bigger in general anyway, I feel. Um, and I really struggled with having friends that were all like five foot when I was kind of five foot seven, because I just felt like I needed to be small and I wanted to be protected. And so I think that had an issue on how I felt about how I looked. And then when I started training weights, I obviously de developed muscles and I got a six pack. And it's funny because some people love it and some people are really mean um, and say I look like a man or I'm too muscly. Um, I get a lot of man com comments. Um, and I think for me, I struggled with body dysmorphia for quite some time. Um, now for me, my body dysmorphia was that I would look in the mirror and what I'm seeing is not what you would necessarily see of me. Um, and when I did studies on it, it was appearing that I was putting myself four times larger than I actually am. So I have to work on that a lot because I can have a really good day and then I can have a day where I just don't recognize myself in the mirror. So I've had to work a lot mindset-wise. And I think because I've kind of had these different struggles, I know how a lot of people feel. Um, I work closely with eating disorders. I lost two friends to an eating disorder. Um, so I know how tough the journey is. But I also think suddenly you kind of get to, I don't know, like 28 and you're just like, what have I been doing? My body's freaking phenomenal. And then you just realize what it can do. And then suddenly how you feel about it just really changes. One thing I did want to bring up as well, because I know you've talked a lot about this in the past year, is performance over aesthetics. Yeah. So I want to talk about CrossFit and I want to talk about the fact that you've climbed bloody Kilimanjaro in the past when was that? Like, when did you get back? Like a week and a bit ago. <laughs> just casually, just, you know. <laughs> so that... I want to say it was just casually, but my God, the vomiting <laughs> diarrhea was nothing casual about that. But it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So you've obviously realised the potential that your body has. And I think that can be a really great place to get to. But a lot of women aren't there yet. And we're not taught to focus on that. And how, like, how do you approach your health and fitness goals and how you work out and your, you know, these challenges that you've set yourself? So I think it's a hard one because if you haven't 
had someone push you, you don't know how far you can go. So I think for me, I was always just doing gym stuff. And actually, I was a cardio bunny for quite some time. And it was boring as hell. And I was like, this is, it just wasn't lighting my fire. Then I tried a weights class. And then I actually got a personal trainer. And it changed what I thought about myself because I realized I could push harder. And someone can tell me what to do. And I will go for it. So that kind of opened my eyes. So when someone comes to me now and, and they're not where I'm at, and it does take a long time. You know, I've been doing this for since I was 18, like 12 years now. So like, you know, there's a long time of fitness in there. You have to think about what you kind of enjoy. So if it's not the gym, don't go to the gym. If you love dancing, let's find an epic dance class. If you want to go for a walk, let's just add some weighted weighted backpacks so it's heavier, you know? If you love to climb, then let's go do bouldering. It's kind of figuring out what you like and then making it harder and a way to progress it. Um, and so for me, with the Kilimanjaro trip, I have always wanted to climb a mountain. I mean, I have a tattoo of a mountain on my arm. I love them. And I thought, how many other women or men out there want to do it, but they don't have friends or family that want to do it? I didn't have anyone who wanted to do it. So that's kind of where the retreats came about that I was like, well, I'm like a friend on the internet. I can kind of bridge that gap. I can be your friend. You kind of know me. Come with me and have a great time. And that was where the retreat for Killy came from. 16 women who now are definitely my friends because they know me way better than I know myself. Way better than my husband knows me. They've, They've seen, seen me a lot. <laughs> They've seen a lot. Um, so that's kind of where that came from. But, you know, the journey of kind of understanding about performance and how you look, it is a light bulb that gets switched on sometimes when you least expect it. And I think CrossFit, which I've only been doing for a year and a half, probably has been the biggest change of how I feel about myself because there was no mirrors. Everyone is such a different shape and size. And you're doing these movements and exercises that you just really don't think you can do. And you, I literally have to pee when I get there because I'm that nervous, pee before I start and then pee afterwards. And just putting yourself through that. Then after like five weeks, I was like, where, where did all of this, what, my body just changed because I, I was having so much fun and I wasn't thinking about my body. I was thinking, God, I really need to make it through this workout. I don't want to let anybody else down. But suddenly I just transformed. And I think that I would love to show everybody that. If you have fun, it's so much easier to change. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to try CrossFit, but I have to admit I'm so intimidated. <laughs> no, and, and, like, I was honestly so nervous. Still to this day, the peeing thing is happening. Um, I think it's because you're just prepared that it's going to push you out of your boundaries which is what every single class out there should do. So we should kind of be intimidated by all of them. But for some reason, CrossFit does it because you see these big, these big muscly people. But that isn't, that's like, you know, 5% of the people that are doing it. Um, but I think it's just CrossFit teaches you to be good at everything and not just one thing, you know. So you are, it's gymnastics, which I'm terrible at. It's like calisthenics, it's cardio, it's weight, it's strength, it's everything. So you are not going to be good at, 80% of it, any of us, but that's what's really challenging. And then suddenly 70% until you find you are like 100% good at it all. Yeah. So it's more. You should come just... though. You. Yeah, please do. I'm going to team up with the CrossFit boxes and do some introductory ones for everyone to come to. That is what I need because yes. I'm such a flip flopper with my gym routine. I'm like, I'll wait one week and then none the next week and just yoga. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm here. I'll happily help. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I want to finish on that with what advice would you give to anyone listening who is focused on how they look 
they're focused on the scales, they're focused on how many inches they've lost off their thigh or whatever and they're just slogging it out at the gym wanting to lose weight and what advice would you give them to try and shift their mindset a little bit to be a bit more positive and focus a bit more on what their body can do and why their body is amazing versus how much weight they've lost or how many calories they've burned this is always going to be why I have a job because unfortunately so many of us are unhappy with how we look and that's what we focus on and I mean you look at the beauty industry people want to change themselves like that so it's the same in the fitness industry and I'm gonna be totally honest you can't change yourself that quickly it just doesn't happen unless you really want it to not last very long so you have to kind of open your mind and be a bit more honest with yourself and say okay this isn't like an overnight thing this is something that could take possibly a year and in actual fact I say to everyone just give yourself a year so think what could you do in a year and when you're really honest you realize that thinking about how you look for a year would be the most depressing thing you could ever do so how about let's think what could I achieve in a year as in I want to be able to do a handstand press up in a year or I want to be able to do my first competition or um just something that is much more rewarding and you can see an end to it whereas with looks constantly thinking every day it's just never going to be fun so then when you find something that you love whether it's the dancing or the walking or the crossfit you're going to start to enjoy that more and also mentally if you can start being kinder to yourself which sounds ridiculous but if you can focus on things that start to look good as in I mean arms are generally a quicker area to focus on they're smaller they will change much quicker you can be like my arms my shoulders suddenly look fantastic well that means everything else is changing So why do we constantly go, but my stomach's not? Well, it must be if everything else is changing. So that's the other thing. You have to kind of challenge yourself and be kinder. So I would say try and think of a long-term goal because it's going to be a while. And then then look back and you'll suddenly realize just how much you've changed. Yeah. (laughs) And you don't weigh yourself, do you? Well, um, when I was younger, I used to, and I remember being nine stone two, but probably a curvy 14 with a flat bum. Now I am the heaviest I've ever been. I'm 11 stone, I think. Yeah, just under, maybe over now because I've had a lot of cake. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like an eight to 10 with a very comfortable bum instead and a lot more muscle. Um, So yeah, I've pretty much stopped weighing myself. Obviously, sometimes you go to the doctors and they make you and um that number doesn't really mean anything to me other than I know that I can squat it like four times and I could deadlift that as well, which is way cooler, you know, like that, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really badass. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So yeah, you, we've mentioned self-care a few times and that is something that I love to chat about. Um, what, what are your other like go-to self-care rituals and things that you love to do to look after yourself? So I'm the worst person at work-life balance, and that is this year's main priority. Um, so for me, my dog has massively become my meditation. I see tried to end meditation. There, I can see him. Yeah, little ears. I did meditation with a friend called Rochelle, who's another blogger, and she taught me a lot. And I realized that it wasn't about being silent at all. It was just letting things come and go. And I realized actually my my one hour with Stephen, the dog, is just the best time for me because I'm outside. 
I'm not really thinking. I'm just taking stuff in and letting stuff go. So that for me has become huge. And um, the other thing we've done is we've removed phones from the bedroom because one, it means there's a whole lot less scrolling and a hot, whole lot more forking. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Um, which is one thing that made a big difference, you know, like when you realize this phone just has such an impact on everything. So that's one thing. And the other thing is I make sure that I sit down to eat, which I know sounds so silly, but, you know, when life gets really crazy and you're running home, you're doing all those different things, I would kind of like just rush and eat while sending emails. And then I realized that I was getting quite, um, not a binge attitude, but because I wasn't taking note of when I was eating and making the time to do it properly, I would always kind of be grabbing food when actually I should just be relaxing for a second. It was like my, you can only stop if you're peeing, sleeping or eating. So I would pick one of those things, but still keep going. So learning to kind of take the time to stop has been an amazing thing for me. Yeah. And um, you mentioned forking. Okay. <laughs> without, yeah, without going into detail um carly has a new amazing series on her youtube channel the sexy series is that what it's called yeah yeah, sexy yeah. Series. and i just think it's awesome i i'm definitely someone who loves like breaking down taboos and talking about the awkward subjects that no one wants to talk about yeah i have a podcast episode dedicated to vaginas with a gynecologist which was amazing and I just think it's really awesome that you're doing that. Um, why did you want to do that? And was it scary? <laughs> Were you like crapping yourself when you first put them up? So I think, I mean, I've always been this person. Like people around will always talk to me about sex. It's not like a new thing, but on YouTube it was. And actually when I first started YouTube, I did talk about it. And then I got a little bit PG. Um, I signed to an agency and I think I panicked that I had to be not as rude as I was um and then obviously I was I've made those changes now as I know this is you know I'm not just a fitness person I am so many other things and also it was just from the realization that so many people and my followers were really unhappy in the in the bodies that they were in all aspects not just fitness but like whether they weren't having orgasms or whether they literally um they didn't they didn't have a sex drive anymore whether, whether they fancied girls or guys or didn't really understand and I was like why is no one talking about this and, and not talking about it in a way that is, you know, more tongue in cheek and not cringe. I wanted to talk about it in a way that was just like a friend talking and saying what you're feeling. So for me, yeah, when I put the first one out, which was, have you had a, like faking orgasms? I think it was, I was a bit nervous cause it was a shock, but the feedback I got was amazing. And I had so many guys message me because their girlfriends had sent them the link to my video being like, you've got to watch this. And the guys were like, thank you so much. So I was like, amazing. And I thought I was going to get loads of hate. And I've honestly maybe had one person. I think she just commented because she watched it with her dad and was like, my dad now doesn't like you. And I was like, don't watch my videos with your dad. Um, so I think that was the only thing. I guess the one I was the most nervous about was the porn made me think I was gay one because I was more worried that perhaps people who were gay would take it the wrong way. So it's just making sure that you say what you mean. Um, but no, I'm so happy and I, I love it. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm definitely sometimes nervous to talk about things, but then I think, like you say, it's so important because yeah. a lot of, especially like people of your following, aren't talking about them because no. they want to be advertiser friendly or they want to be PG or appeal to everyone. 
yeah, I knew that it might, you know, upset brands that maybe wanted to work with me. They might go on my channel and be like, oh, actually, she says vagina, you can't have her. But, you know, that is who I am. So if they can't, then they can't. You know, the right brands will always find you. And you've got to be true to yourself, you know. And you're going to change throughout the years that you're on YouTube. I mean, I started four and a half years ago. Very different. Like, see me in four and a half years' time from now. Gosh knows what I'll be talking about. So, yeah, you've got to go with where you're at. Moving on to the quick round questions that I ask every guest at the end of the podcast. So we've already talked about self-care because that's the first one. But the second one is, what is challenging you to leave your comfort zone and grow recently? Kilimanjaro did that. Can I say that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I sat in a bucket and washed myself. So that was a challenge. Um, <laughs> I would I would definitely, Kilimanjaro opened my eyes to one, a, that I don't need hardly anything in life, that those people were so happy and they have nothing and they were the happiest people I've ever met. Two, how capable we are of anything at the same time it was incredible yeah awesome what's <laughs> next then for your leaving your comfort zone next. I mean next. you're allowed a break before then but. thank you um, <laughs> next, I mean I've just I've just left my agency which was that's taken me out of my comfort zone because I'm back to being you know fully self-employed it's all on me again um that makes me nervous but I'm so excited for that because I just want to pick up the phone and speak to people, you know? I don't want all this stuff in between. So, yeah, that I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone for that. And I guess babies. I mean, that's terrifying. But, I, yeah, that that's what apparently we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying. But that's the next thing. That's going to so send me out of my comfort zone. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm very excited at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Next question is, what are your 2018 goals? Uh, Work-life balance. I want to mm-hmm. see my friends and family way more than I want to work, which I know is probably not a cool thing to say at 30, but I want to be around the people that I love more than anything. Um, and I want to grow a more honest following, I think, is what I want. So um, I don't mean like, I just want the people that follow me to know exactly exactly who I am, exactly what they're getting. And for us to spend more time together in real life situations, I want to be more public facing so we can actually hang out and do stuff. Yeah. Cool. And lastly, where can people go to find you online? Everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> if you just type in at just Carly Rowena with a C, you will find me everywhere. Blog, Instagram, Pinterest, that is me. You'll find me very easily. Amazing. And to finish, any last words of encouragement or tips you can share with anyone wanting to feel empowered through fitness and just feel great about themselves? Do something that absolutely terrifies you and makes you need to pee because that is where you've got to go to make a change. 100%. That's good life advice as well. Yeah. Yeah. The things that scare you, they are meant to scare you for a reason because they're going to make a change. And after all, what we want is a change, so you've got to do it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carly. You're welcome. And thank you so much for watching and listening, everyone. All of Carly's links will be in the show notes, so you can head to cathorrocks.com forward slash podcast to find those. And, yeah, thanks so much for talking to me today. No worries. Thank you. And I will see you guys soon. Bye.